This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. The Indians on the road this weekend. They are in Chicago taking on the White Sox. Day game on Saturday at 2.10. And then Sunday, Sunday night baseball, a, a late change to the start time. The Indians and White Sox playing on Sunday night a little bit after 7 o'clock for the series finale. And then the first off day, of uh, this abbreviated 2020 season comes on Monday for the Indians. Coming up a little bit later on on this week's show, we'll hear from Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado, designated hitter Fran Mil Reyes, and reliever Oliver Perez. And we'll also get a farm report from Andy Tracy, the Columbus Clippers manager who's working as one of the coaches for the Indians at their alternate site in Lake County. But first, our weekend review, and for the Indians, they were coming off a tough weekend last weekend in Minneapolis, dropping three straight to the Twins, and they lost the opener of a four-game series in Cincinnati by a final score of 3-2 to two on Monday night as Zach Plesak pitched well but uh, was not good enough as Sonny Gray was a little bit better on that night for the Cincinnati Reds and a 3-2 to two win for Cincinnati. But on Tuesday night, the Indians turned things around, as uh, they would be playing the Reds with Shane Bieber on the mound. And Nick Castellanos put the Reds in front with a solo home run in the first inning. Eugenio Suarez made it 2-0 with a fourth-inning home run. But other than that, Shane Bieber was terrific again. Bieber checks second. He'll come to the plate. And the pitch swung and rolled on the right side into the shift. Lindor, the Indian shortstop, has it. Throws out Freddie Galvis. And Bieber puts up a zero, even with some shoddy defense behind him. In the seventh, the Indians finally got on the board thanks to Cesar Hernandez. The 2-2 offering. Swung on a weak chopper on the right side. Gloved by Votto. Flips it. And dropped by Strope. Everybody is safe, and Reyes will score. And the Indians are on the board with a gift run. A high, slowly hit chopper to first. And Hernandez hustling down the line was going to make it a close play. Vado's flip was a tad high, and Strope didn't really know where he was. And the error by Galvis to start the inning 
is why the Indians are on the board coupled with that play. And the Indians now trail two to one in the seventh inning. And then the Tribe tied it with a bases loaded walk to Jose Ramirez. That set the stage for the eighth inning. Fran Mil Reyes came to the plate with a man aboard. Reyes is still looking for that first. He had 37 homers a year ago. He's hitless now in his last 13 at bats, including three tonight. The big man awaits the 2 2. Here it comes. And he swings and drives a fastball high and deep to center. At the wall, Senzel leaps, but it's gone. And the Indians have the lead 3 to 2 on the first home, make that 4 to 2 on the first home run of the season by Franmil Reyes. He hit that home run to the right of center. And Nate Jones knew it right away. So Franmil Reyes got a fastball, and that time he didn't miss it. And in the ninth, Brad Hand was on to finish things off. Hand is set at the belt. The lefty's pitch. Strike three called. Fastball on the inside corner at 93 miles an hour. Ball game. Brad Hand has his most impressive outing of the young campaign. Shane Bieber is 3-0, and the Indians get a huge come-from-behind win as they beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2. So a nice win for the Indians, snapping a four-game losing skid. And uh, they had evened up the series with the Reds, a one win apiece with the scene shifting to progressive field in downtown Cleveland for Wednesday night's game. And uh, more good pitching on Wednesday as the Indians finally broke through with a run in the fifth inning thanks to leadoff hitter Cesar Hernandez. Outfield straight away, infield playing Hernandez to pull, but not the full-fledged shift. Galvis right near second base. Here's the pitch. Swung on, ground ball through the left side, a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Luplo. Here comes the throw. It'll be close, then offline, and Luplo slides in safely. And the Indians grab the lead on the base hit by Cesar Hernandez. Oh, nice piece of hitting there by Hernandez. Mentioned Galvis, the shortstop, playing right near the second base bag. Hernandez hit it where the shortstop normally would be through that left side. And just like that, the Indians snap the scoreless tie as Hernandez drives in his third run on the season. Later on in the fifth inning, Jose Ramirez was at the plate, and Oscar Mercado made things happen with his legs on the bases. Chance for a big inning now. The pitch swung on, ground ball to short. Galvis charging, flips to second for one. No throw to first. Here comes Mercado down the line. He slides safe at home plate. Oh, Mercado never stopped at third. And the second baseman, Van Meter, just a slight hesitation after the force play at second, and Mercado slid in safely at home plate. 2-0 Tribe. That was it for scoring as Mike Clevenger and the Tribe bullpen slammed the door on the Reds before turning it over once again to Brad Hand in the ninth inning. 2-0 Cleveland, ninth inning. Senzel, not much of a lead at first. His run means nothing. Casale at the plate, down in the count, 0-2. Here's the pitch. Strike three called. Backdoor slider. Ball game. And Brad Hand dominates for the second night in a row. The Indians 
pitched their third shutout of the year and beat the Cincinnati Reds two to nothing. So another well-pitched game for the Indians, just enough offense, and they made it two straight over Cincinnati with that victory on Wednesday night. Looking for a third win in a row against the Reds on Thursday in the brief homestand finale. More great pitching from Carlos Carrasco, but the bats were the story as they came alive, starting with Jose Ramirez inning. 3-2, swung on and ripped into deep right field and gone! Jose Ramirez on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball hit a rope to the seats and right. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead, and Ramirez has his third home run. Well, Jose was sitting dead red on the 3-2 count. He got a 98-mile-an-hour heater, and my goodness, he jumped all over it. Then in the fifth, Ramirez came through again. The right-hander sets. Here's his pitch. Swung on, line drive down the right field line. Fair ball. This one's headed toward the corner. On the run is Hernandez. He's flying the third, being waved around. The relay throw will not come home. Into third goes Ramirez. Scoring is Hernandez. And Jose Ramirez with the big night makes it 2-0 Tribe. Well, a good bounce for the Tribe in the corner as that ball went down the right field line fair, but it never made it into the corner. It hit the sidewall and kicked out, and Nick Castellanos had a tough time picking it up. So that took away any chance at a relay throw home to try and get Hernandez. And he was able to score easily as Ramirez rambled into third base with his first triple on the season. Francisco Lindor drove in Ramirez to make it 3-0, and then in the seventh inning, the Indians pulled away, starting with a big hit from Fran Mil Reyes. Now the set and the two-strength pitch. Swing and a little floater. Shallow right, drops for a base hit. That'll score Ramirez. Lindor's right behind him. Castellanos throw to the plate. Slide, safe is Lindor. And the Indians lead it 6-0. A bloop single to right, but for Reyes it found grass. And it's a two-run single, and the Indians have blown it open and now lead the Reds by a score of 6 to nothing here in the seventh. Two walks with the bases loaded made it 8 nothing, and then Cesar Hernandez stayed hot. Now the 1-2. Swung on, drilled to right, down the line it goes, into the corner, this will clear the bases. Headed for that right field corner. It'll score Santana, Taylor, DeShields, into second with a three-run double is Hernandez, and it's 11 nothing Indians. An eight-run seventh, and another blistered baseball the opposite way into that right field corner by Cesar Hernandez. His third double, and the three RBIs giving him six on the year. And who else to cap off a big inning but Jose Ramirez. The pitch. A swing and a high drive. Deep left field. Headed for the bleachers. And it is gone. A two-run home run to left by Jose Ramirez. And for the second time this year, Jose has hit home runs from each side of the plate in the same game. And tonight, two home runs, a triple, four RBIs, and the Indians 
have a 10 run seventh and lead 13 to nothing here in the seventh inning. 13 nothing was the final and the Indians take three out of four from the Reds and once again the Ohio Cup stays in Cleveland. So that was it for a brief two-game homestand. Friday night the Indians were in Chicago to take on the White Sox. A brief three-game road swing in Chicago against a very good White Sox ball club and it was good pitching on Friday night as Dylan Cease outdueled Aaron Savali and the White Sox won it by a score of 2-0. That's your Week in Review. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. We saved big money with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the cash to take a family vacation. To Hawaii. Who's up for a luau? Yay! This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough to go to Hawaii. They'll probably use it for things like the mortgage and groceries, or even a travel magazine, so at least they can see pictures of Hawaii. Aloha! (laughs) Yes, say hello to those beautiful Hawaiian beaches in that magazine. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Indians in Chicago taking on the White Sox this afternoon, Saturday afternoon at 2:10, first pitch. Well, Oscar Mercado's had a slow start at the plate for the Indians, really having a difficult time uh, getting on track at the plate. But he has made some things happen with his legs. He's made his base hits count, and on Wednesday night, A risky play. He scored from second on a fielder's choice where the force play was made at second base, and he came all the way around to score on that play. And when we caught up with him the next day, he talked about why he made the decision to go for it in that situation. It's just one of those things where um, I know our team's uh, having a little trouble scoring runs as of late. One of the things I take a lot of pride on is base running. It's one of those uh, times where I just took a chance and it it worked out. Probably won't won't happen uh, too often, and it honestly probably wasn't in all the smartest of uh, decisions, but sometimes you just got to go out on a limb and and take a risk, and uh, thankfully it played out. The read you had, though, it it sounded like that made it a play and a chance worth taking, and explain that, how you see a play developing and what goes through your head when when that happens. Well, you got a guy like uh, Hosey running, can run down the line and then uh, you get a ball that's not hit all that hard so I think the combination of the two um, I know they're going to try and turn the double play the combination of the two allowed me to kind of just be a little a little aggressive Um, I wasn't expecting the second baseman to hold on to the ball he held on to it but most of the time when they do that they always fake fake the throw and look over at third which gave me that split second to be able to uh, get in there before the tag and you mentioned split second and and earlier you had it said that you know, the team going through some struggles offensively, and, and that came into play. But, again, it's a split-second decision, but that's still something that, that's in the back of your mind, that if you can make a play, you'll do it? Yeah. It's my job to make things happen um, whichever way possible, especially um, in games like that. Like I said, I take a lot of pride in my base running. I think it's a big part of my game. And um, I tend to be a little fearless on the base paths. Um, not exactly uh, things that I'm going to do too often like that, especially with the guys uh, at the top of the lineup, uh, Cesar, 
Jose, Frankie, and Carlos. Um, you want to give those guys a chance to to drive me in, but um, every once in a while I like to take a chance. Oscar, your second major league season, and uh, obviously you're, you're trying to get it rolling and, and have one of those good stretches like you had so often in your rookie campaign. Uh, what have been some of the challenges so far for you that, that you're trying to work through here in the early season? I actually don't think it's been too many challenges. Um, you know, face some good pitching, um, but I feel like I put together some good at-bats. You know, I'm pretty happy with um, – with where my bats have been uh, from a competitive standpoint and just from a mental standpoint. Um, haven't run into the best of luck, whether it's uh, hitting balls right at people or just uh, whatever it may be. I think it, as a team, we've run through a little bit of a tough stretch, but I think uh, it's part of the game. we got to accept that and, and move forward, and we know that things are going to turn around for us. Next thing you know, we, at the blink of an eye, everything's going to start dropping for us, and it's going to be impossible to get us out. Um, the fact that we're able to pull out wins um, right now is uh, shows just the type of team that we are and how connected and uh, and complete we are. So I think that's the most important thing right now is uh, fit, putting together wins until until uh, we find a way to put it together offensively. Oscar, you sound like a veteran <laughs> because I, I think it's so easy to get caught up in numbers and not look at the quality of at bats, but. Uh, you seem to be able to do that. And, and how how quickly were you able to learn that, that that's the most important thing and not necessarily looking at your numbers? Um, you can't exactly look at results all the time. This is a game in which you could do everything right and still not be rewarded. If we focus on results all the time, we're going to be miserable people. So I think uh, as players, uh, the best we can do is just go out there and be competitive, be smart, uh, pick each other up, and play the game the right way. If things fall in, 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 in place – then that's even better. And if not, you know, you come back and you get them the next day. But I was always a guy that focused on results. And, you know, it's tough to do that because not always are things going to go your way. You could hit a ball 105 off the bat and hit it right at, right at someone. Or you can break your bat and uh, get a base hit. So at the end of the day, just focus on the process. And at the end of the year, the results will be there. Well, Oscar, always enjoy the visit. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. It. Thank you. Always fun to catch up with Oscar Mercado. Some good thoughts from him. And uh, we'll see if he can get things turned around at the plate in this his uh, second season in the major leagues. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll visit with Franmil Reyes and Oliver Perez. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive Jim Rosenhouse, along with you this weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in, and you can always find us on the Indians Radio Network, usually on Saturdays, about an hour or two before the first pitch of that day's game or night's game, as it were. You can also check us out on Indians.com or as a podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Well, Frontmail Reyes has been showing some better signs at the plate this week after a very slow start. A couple of big hits, including the go-ahead home run on Tuesday down in Cincinnati. And we caught up with him the next day and talked about it. And he says getting a little confidence boost before the at-bat from teammates went a long way. When I was in the on-deck, Cookie was right behind the, the on-deck circle, and he was yelling at me, come on, you can do this. You can do this for us. And I said, and I told him, hey, I have to get a base hit first. And he said, no, forget about the base hit. Go for it. 
So it kind of motivated me to wait for my pitch and do the damage I was looking for. And you mentioned that, and uh, there's so many things that are different about the game because there's no fans and, and your teammates are spread out in different points in the ballpark. Uh, and they, you could probably hear them better because it is kind of quiet. And, and does all that come into play there where, where maybe it might not have in a normal season? Yeah, it's, it's always good to hear that good energy from from your teammates when they yell at you from the dugout and cheer for you. Uh, it kind of motivate you to be competing in every at-bat. When you look at, at how things have gone here the first uh, 10 days to two weeks of the season, pitchers seem to be ahead of the hitters throughout baseball, not just not just for the Indians. And explain to us, you came in to, to spring training and, and were swinging the bat very well out in Goodyear. What were some of the challenges to try and stay sharp during that shutdown time that, that were really hard to overcome? Um, obviously, everybody was take care, take, um, taking care of themselves um, back home. Uh, no one was available to 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 pitch me when I was back there. Um, I, don't, I have practice all by myself with my with a couple of my friends and and cousins. But since then, spring training, uh, I didn't see a pitcher. So when I get here, I try to get ready the quickest I can. And uh, but you know what? I feel ready. I, I feel very good. And 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 I know this season is gonna be very good for all of us. I know they're happy to have you here and. Nice going last night. Thanks a lot for coming by, Fran Mule. Thank you so much. That's Fran Mule Reyes. As, uh, he has that one home run, the big one in Cincinnati earlier this week, but uh, some base hits starting to fall for him, and we'll see if he can get on one of his patented hot stretches here real soon. In the bullpen, the relievers have been outstanding, and among that bunch, veteran Oliver Perez coming up on his 39th birthday, 18 years in the major leagues, and that makes him the longest tenured Mexican native to pitch in Major League Baseball. And he surpassed Fernando Valenzuela on that list. And when we caught up with Oliver recently, he talked about what it meant to surpass one of his heroes in the record books. I think that's great. I think this year happened like a different kind of opening day that we were used to. But at the same time, I got the same feeling because, you know, that was a really important year. And I was... I was uh, breaking the record, and, you know, that was a really special time for me. And how did you celebrate that? Who who got in contact with you, and, and what were you able to do to, to just commemorate what is an historic event for you in terms of longevity? Yeah, I think that the more important is when after the game, when I get home, my wife uh, gave me a surprise. Like, uh, she collect a bunch of uh, uh, videos for, from people all over the all over the, the country, and, and they was like congratulate me and you know a lot of good things and you know I was I think I was crying with her because you know that was a special moment and and at the same time I understand how 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 you say how how excited about being like a, in that position one of the the pitchers that you surpassed is Fernando Valenzuela who is a, a hero back in Mexico and and you were just a little guy when when he was at his height uh, what did he mean to people back there when when he was throwing well and and doing what he was doing with the Dodgers? Yeah, I think everything he did is is amazing. I think that's motivate a lot of play a lot of player and and even myself because you know back in back in those times uh, we don't we don't have ability to to see too many games in the big leagues and and, and I remember those times because every time he pitched like every every 
uh, every people in Mexico stop watching, stop watching, uh, start watching his game. Even when Julio Cesar Chavez was boxing, every 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 Mexican player is watching that those 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 fight or or those games with Fernando. I think uh, I think that's we all inspire with that. And and I watch and and I watch young young player young players young young kids and. Uh, uh, watching my career and, and, and taking as example the way I have been going and and you know that's that's really great what what, what aspiration do Fernando for me. Did he make you want to be a pitcher as opposed to maybe playing a position or anything like that? Uh, I think because I, I I was good hitter, but I think my my best ability was pitching, and I I always say I'm gonna be a pitcher. Well, that was coincident like he's a lefty. And I always like to all all the lefties like Randy Johnson was one of my my heroes too, and Bob Fernando was in the top. When you look at at how things have gone here with the Indians and extended your career, it, it came at a time where uh, there was some uncertainty. Certainly, a couple of years ago, and when, when you joined the tribe, and uh, what has this stretch in your career meant to you because of some of the team success and also individual success that you've had? Well, I think it's, it's very important. I remember, I remember, like, like you say, I've been as reliever the last probably eight years, and every every, every time I and I've been been playing with a couple teams, and but this thing is I, I kind of I have more like uh, more relations, and I, I and I'm being more part of the team, and uh, that's why I really enjoy here. I really enjoy it, and I, I remember when I just came here, Tito told me, you know what. You gonna you gonna help us win, and I take that I take those those words like uh, really strong words. Be, I wanna I wanna keep having those words with me to to be a really good part of the team, help the team to to be better every time. When you look at your career, 18 years is uncommon for anybody in Major League Baseball. Um, obviously, there's ups and downs. For you, was there a Ever a time where you thought, "Uh oh, this might be it, and and it's gonna stop at this point in time." Well, yeah, the thing normally that happened when when I got released with the Mets, I think that was uh, that was tough time for me, even because I was in a contract year. I think nobody 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 want to hear like you just got fired because this probably you you're gonna feel that probably like the smallest thing ever. But at the same time, I was thank God give me the opportunity to have. Debbie Mary and and you know she was really a good part and and the people the person I am right now and I spoke with her and I spoke with my parents and I was trying to thinking about maybe quick or I was not sure about what's gonna be next but they told me you know you're only 29 years old and you still can come back and continue your career the the the, the sport you love so that's why I continue workout working out working out. And then I got the opportunity to be in in a minor league contract with the Mariners, and and after I was I was trying to get better, 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 and and I made the big list, and 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 now I'm here. So I just thank my parents, my wife, all the all everything they told me, and they all the support they been the last well the, all my career. A lot of different teams, major leagues and minor leagues. Uh, is there a favorite moment or a favorite team that you've been with that that you look back and you say, "Man, that was fun"? Well, I think I, I, every team you have something something special, even bad, even good. I think you got 
I think that's that's why I love this this game. You got I think the more important you you had a, a bunch of friends. Sometimes you you don't think about games lose or games win. It's all about uh, relationship with your teammates. What you do in the clubhouse and the bus and the plane and and you know that's that's why it's very important. I I met a lot of people. That's why I, I really I really thank God for giving me this opportunity, this ability to be a baseball player, and give me the opportunity to meet a lot of people, uh, go to a different places, a different countries. I think that's really thank you for everything. That's why I want I would like to do like be like a really model to the young people, to they can inspire his career to continue, and 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 this can go for generation to generation. You're still getting outs, key outs for a good ball club. So you're pitching at a high level. How long you want to keep going? Oh, normally I would like to go year by year because you know I'm gonna be 39 years old in, in a couple of days. So, well, I, like I say, I still have the same passion, and I still feel like I still can get out. But I think the more important is learn, learn my body, and and understand when it's time to go away and, and just retire but right now I feel great and I want to enjoy it I want to enjoy it because we don't know we don't know how much how much I got in the tank <laughs> well you still look like you still have a lot left Ali thanks so much for coming by and congratulations Thank I appreciate, you appreciate it. it that's Oliver Perez very appreciative of a long league career and the way he's been pitching early this season it might not be coming to an end anytime soon if he wants to keep pitching Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Columbus Clippers manager Andy Tracy. He'll give us an update on what's been happening at the Indians' alternate site over at Lake County. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? <laughs> This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic wading pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your wading pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Tribe Talk continuing our final segment. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. And as the big club continues to make its way through the schedule here, this 60-game schedule. Waiting in the wings at Lake County, the single-A ball club that the Indians have. The Indians have their alternate site for uh, a little bit less than 30 players that uh, they're using as a kind of a taxi squad for the big club, uh, some players in reserve there who can help the major league club if there's a need, and also an opportunity for some young prospects to get playing time this summer with minor league baseball shut down. Andy Tracy is one of the many coaches who are participating at Lake County at that alternate site. He was slated to be the Columbus Clippers manager this season at AAA, and uh, he filled us in on what a wild year it's been for the minor leagues in the Indians organization. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of differences, uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, everybody's going through uh, challenges with, this pandemic and we're obviously up here in Lake County uh, supporting the big league club and also doing some developmental coaching with certain players. Like you said, we're upside down right now, but uh, we're making it, we're making it work and, and we'll see how it goes from, from here on out. 
You mentioned that mix, and it almost sounds like it's one minor league team, but it encompasses players who could be at every level. Is that a good character way to characterize it? Yeah, I think that we have uh, obviously some rehab guys down here from the big league club. We have the, the support players that would be triple-A, double-A players. And we also have some younger players that uh, are here learning and developing their skills along with being with older players to see how uh, upper-level professional athletes go about their business. And what's the, the typical day like as we catch up with you on your way in in the morning hours? Uh, what, can you explain a, a typical day, or, or are they all different from day to day? I think there's challenges every single day, but a typical day would be, uh, you know, get get pitchers out on the field to play catch because we got, we come kind of in pods, so we're not so we're able to social distance. Pitchers come in, and then the bullpen pitchers come in and execute their bullpens. Position players will follow that, get their domain work in, defensive, offensive work, hit batting practice. Uh, and then we'll have a sim game, uh, usually in the afternoon, uh, about 2.30, depending on how many innings our pitchers do have. So uh, this week has been uh, challenging because it's the first time we got rain uh, up here in, in Lake County uh, this summer. So we've been working on uh, pulling tarp duty back and forth uh, as a staff. So it's been uh, really fun for us. <laughs> all, all part of the deal, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you mentioned those sim games, and, and obviously in the buildup to the season, um, at Progressive Field, the Major League Club, the roster w was close to 40, 50 players, and they were able to have a, a full inner squad game. But uh, the number's a little bit less there. So so what do you do to try and simulate a game, and, and can you make it uh, sort of game-like for the players that need that? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do everything to make it game-like. We actually do have up-and-down umpires here, so they, they're in a support role also. So we do have umpires, three- or four-man crews working our sim games. And we usually have six to seven guys in the field uh, playing a position. And then we fill in uh, accordingly with at positions that with coaches or support staff just to execute a full game at times. But usually we have six guys on a team and they're playing against each other. Andy Tracy joining us. He's the Columbus Clippers manager and right now one of many coaches who are at the alternate site for the Indians over in Lake County. And Andy, I wanted to, to touch on a couple of players, uh, Tyler Naquin and Delino DeShields, I know I've been working to get back. And uh, how has their progress gone as they try and get back to the big club? Yeah, they seem to be right on schedule. Obviously, uh, the Major League staff and uh, training staff, SNC, send down protocol for us, and we just try to execute it uh, as, as best we can in this facility and uh, in, in this environment. And I feel like they're in a good place, and, and whenever they feel like they're healthy enough to – to return, uh, they're going to make that decision. So uh, they've been really good out here and, and really professional and getting their work done. And uh, just a couple of young players that we saw during summer camp at Progressive Field on a couple of occasions, Nolan Jones, a, a former uh, high-round draft pick for the Indians, uh, really was impressive in the limited time he had in the inter-squad games. What have you seen from him so far in, in the uh, alternate site? Nolan's been great down here. Uh, he continues to develop. He's going to be a really special player for the Indians. Just continue to make some adjustments and be very transparent on where his development is and, and get him ready to obviously compete if they need him at that level, but if not, uh, continue to develop here. And certainly for a player like him, and I know there's others as well, uh, 
gosh, development years are so important. Uh, and having been in this game a long time, what can you try and do on the other coaches to make sure this is still a good development year for him and others like him? Yeah, I, we honestly just try to make a positive work environment, give him a competition as best we can in this environment, and uh, continue to let him lead the discussions on the development factors. And then we just jump in and, and help him to continue to, to improve on a holistic approach to his game. And I know you work mainly with, with hitters as a, as a longtime hitting coach. Uh, but on the pitching sh side, can you shed some light on, on guys like a Scott Moss, a Logan Allen, who I know were, were stretched out pretty good, and, and I'm sure they want to stay that way. Uh, what are the challenges to keep them stretched out and, and be ready if there's a need at the major league level? Yeah, I don't think there's uh, many challenges. Obviously, we just get their work done in between starts and line them up on their, their days that uh, we're told to. But And then, you know, get our five, six innings in down here facing uh, live hitters. Um, the, I think I, the challenge might be just seeing the same exact hitters over and over here at, at site two. Uh, and they get kind of bored with that. But we got to find a way to keep them competitive and understand that if called upon, they're ready to help the big league club. Man, boy, challenges for sure that, that you probably never thought of when you're you're getting ready for the season back in March out in Goodyear. But, uh, Andy, thanks a lot for coming by, and have a great day out there today, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Andy Tracy, Columbus Clippers manager, filling us in on what's been happening over at the Indians' alternate site at Lake County. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our shows each week. Also, thanks to Bart Swain for lining up our interviews. Until next week, when we will join you once again for another edition of Tribe Talk, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.